The UFC is the premier promotion in mixed martial arts, there's no denying that, but not all UFC divisions are built equally. And so today we thought we'd rank them all from worst to best. Now what criteria are we looking at? For us, the greatness of a division is all about how competitive the title picture is, and how deep that competition runs down the top 15. When we rank these, we're looking for title pictures that feel wide open, and a line of talent that's either on the cusp of a potential title run, or heading in that direction very soon. So with that in mind, I'm Tommy from MMA On Point, and this is every UFC division ranked from worst to best. Number 12, Women's Featherweight. I mean, kind of by default, right? Since its inception in 2017, Women's Featherweight hasn't had an official top 10. There's currently only three active fighters listed on the UFC's website. The prospect of a serious title challenge to Amanda Nunes anytime soon is very slim, barring Kayla Harrison signing. And it's not exactly as if Cyborg will be returning in the near future. While it holds one of the sport's greatest champions, as a division it had to be last. Let's move on. Number 11, Women's Bantamweight. Amanda Nunes has a vice grip on women's bantamweight. When you look at the top 10, number one, Jermaine Durandamy is of course a threat. We have seen that before, but we've also seen that Nunes can adapt to that threat with eight takedowns. Holly Holm looked fantastic in her last win, but didn't look so hot against the champ in 2019. Aspen Ladd is admittedly an interesting young talent, but it's hard to get too excited after that TKO lost to Durandamy in 16 seconds. Controversial stoppage aside, Juliana Pena will be the next title challenger. We'll see how that goes. Irene Aldana looks promising, but the way Holm dominated her brings into question how she'd fare against Nunes. And beyond the intrigue of a returning Misha Tate at 8, and some interesting prospects down the line such as Penny Kienzad, who's currently on a four-fight run in the division, there simply doesn't feel like a lot of competition at the top. Nunez has this one on lockdown, and as a result, the division is our number 11. Number 10, Women's Flyweight. Okay, so remember everything I just said about Amanda Nunez essentially destroying a division single-handedly? Valentina Shevchenko. Yeah, the bullet is the greatest flyweight of all time, and that doesn't appear to be changing anytime soon. She's already beaten four of the current top ten. Number one, Jessica Andrade. Number two, Caitlin Jukagian. Number four, Jennifer Maya. And number eight, Jessica I. Lauren Murphy is her next title challenge. It could be an interesting fight. Viviani Aujo just lost to Jukagian. Jojo Calderwood can't seem to get over the hump. Grasso has looked solid since her flyweight debut going 2-0, but still has a ways to go, as is the case with the up-and-coming talent like Macy Barber and Miranda Maverick, who just fought in July. Things could develop a bit more in the near future with some of the younger talent in this division, but for now it doesn't feel like there's much of a threat to Shevchenko's reign. Number 9. Heavyweight it's funny how a division can be so competitive historically that the longest title reign prior to Stipe Miocic was two defenses, and yet at the same time feel relatively hollow at the moment. With Cyril Gonzo definitively beating Derek Lewis in their recent interim title fight, he's clearly next in line for champion Francis Ngannou. But things fall off quickly. Obviously, you still have Stipe. It's unclear when he'll be fighting again. Lewis will need a few wins to get back into the title chase. Curtis Blades has lost to the champion already twice, and despite the four-fight run he made in 2019 and 2020, his momentum was crushed when Lewis KO'd him. Alexander Volkov has lost to Gon, Blades, and and Lewis. Jarzinho Rosenstrike was murdered by the champ at UFC 249 and lost all five rounds to Gon, setting him back a great deal. It's astounding how many of the top 15 have already lost to the top five in the division. There is new blood like Tom Aspinall, who's on a three-fight run in the UFC with two performances of the night. He used to train with boxing champion Tyson Fury, but beyond the prospect of John Jones entering the title picture, the division feels like a three-way race between the current champ, Miocic, and Gon. Number eight, middleweight. The problem with coming up in such a high-profile manner is that Israel Adesanya has already fought quite a few of the top guys at 185 pounds. He'll likely be rematching with Robert Whittaker next, the man he took the title from in devastating fashion. Paulo Costa still hasn't fought since he lost to Izzy, and will next be against Marvin Vittori, who's now been defeated by the champion twice. Jared Cannonier was getting some serious momentum after making his debut in the division, and scoring three TKO victories topped off with a performance of the night against Jack Hermanson. But with a loss to Whittaker last October, we've yet to see him in the cage again since. Adesanya smashed Derek Lewis on his way up the middle 
middleweight ladder. Darren Till is most definitely an interesting matchup, should he ever make his way up to a title fight, but that's yet to be seen in middleweight. Sean Strickland and Uriah Hall just had a lackluster main event. There's veteran talent like Kelvin Gastelum and Chris Weidman, but their title prospects appear slim. Kevin Holland's hype train was recently derailed with back-to-back -back UD losses earlier this year. Middleweight's looking like a bit of a wasteland at the moment in terms of serious threats to the title. Number 7. Men's Flyweight Brandon Moreno and Davison Figueredo had arguably the greatest flyweight fight in MMA history at UFC 256, and ran it back at 263 with an all-time feel-good moment in the Assassin Baby capturing the title, proving the fans can and do care about the division when there's compelling fighters and compelling fights. But with the exit of both Demetrius Johnson and Triple C in the last few years, looking at the division's top prospects, I'm already itching for that Moreno-Figueredo trilogy. Now, of course, you have Askar Askarov, who went to a split draw with the champion in August of 2019, and has since won three fights in a row over names like Perennial title contender Joseph Benavidez, but he missed weight in his last bout and recently fell out of a fight with Alex Perez, which would have likely given us our next title challenger. Perez is looking to bounce back after his disappointing title challenge against Figueredo, and he could certainly be a future title holder. Brandon Roy Ball was one of the feel-good stories of 2020, but unfortunately that year's campaign ended when the current champ TKO'd him in the first round on his way to his title challenge. Kai Kara France has five UFC wins, but was defeated by both Roy Ball and Moreno. He'll be welcoming Cody Garbrandt to the division in December, an interesting addition to the top 10, but who knows what no love looks like at 125 pounds. Rogerio Bontarine and Matt Schnell have lost two of their last three, but there are a few fighters outside the top ten, like David Dvorak and Amir Albazi, who could start making some noise. That said, though, right now, flyweight feels like a two-man show, largely. Number six, light heavyweight. With the King of 205 having vacated his crown, it's made the division a bit more interesting in terms of its competitiveness. Jan Bohovic is on fire right now, but doesn't feel invincible by any means. A surprisingly surging Glover Teixeira poses a serious threat at 41 years old. Yuri Prohaska is perhaps one of the most exciting fighters in the entire sport, riding a 12-fight win streak and looking like he could potentially beat anybody in the division. Alexander Rakic has only a split decision loss to Vulcan Uzdemir, but has otherwise been perfect in the octagon, winning six and in his last two defeating title challengers Anthony Smith and Thiago Santos. Dominic may have had a run of bad luck lately, but look at who he's been fighting. He can absolutely rebound from three losses. Hell, he arguably beat John Jones. Now that Magomed Inkalaev is done fighting Ian Kutalaba all the time, he can keep extending his six-fight win streak. Paul Craig has been looking solid as of late in his last three wins, all finishes. It's a fun and interesting division at the moment, and it doesn't feel like any one fighter might hold onto that gold for too long, which is exciting. I'm here for it. Number five, women's straw weight. Without question, the most interesting and competitive women's division in the UFC is strawweight. With Thug Rose Namajunas holding the reins and looking absolutely phenomenal in her title challenge against Zhang Wei Li, who had one of the best fights in UFC history against Joanna and Jacek, those three alone make this division worth watching. But Carla Esparza, the division's original champ, has had a career resurgence as of late, winning five straight and beating the likes of Alexa Grasso, Marina Rodriguez, and Yan Xiaonan. The latter two could easily be title contenders soon. Esparza's superior grappling creates a unique problem at the top of the division. Speaking of, Mackenzie Dern is getting better and better in every fight. She's now 6-1 in the promotion on a four-fight tear. Her ground game is unmatched, and she'll be a title challenger sooner than later. Tisha Torres looked fantastic against Angela Hill. Amanda Hebos is still showing a lot of promise. And of course, the true boogie woman of the division isn't even listed because she's been out for so long. But when unbeaten Tatiana Suarez returns sometime this year, hopefully, she adds an entirely new dynamic to the title picture. Strawweight is a buzzsaw right now. Number 4. Welterweight 
champion Kamaru Usman truly has a chance here if he's able to maintain his spot at the top of the welterweight division to have arguably the greatest title run in UFC history should he surpass the likes of George St. Pierre because there are some straight up killers at 170 pounds. The rematch with Colby Covington is next. Their first fight was a war. I'm guessing this one will be too. Wouldn't be shocked to see a trilogy fight at some point down the line as well. While Usman did take out Gilbert Burns, it's not as if he doesn't have the tools to be the division's champion and he just scored a win over Steven Thompson even if Dana wasn't a fan. Leon Edwards, if he ever gets a title shot, the man is on a ridiculous nine fight run since losing to Usman back in 2015. He could absolutely beat anyone in that top 10. Same goes with Steven Thompson, who while he bounces around the division and ebbs and flows, his style will always make him a unique challenge for anybody. Vicente Luque looked like a world beater against Michael Chiesa at UFC 265. That loss was a huge setback for the Maverick, but he's 4-1 since returning to welterweight back in 2018. A single loss doesn't completely kill his potential title run. Then you get a bit of a drop-off. As hot as Jorge Masvidal was, it feels like his time in the title picture is probably over. Damian Maya will be retiring soon. Neil Magny can never seem to get over the hump, but the strength of those six or seven top talents make welterweight a really interesting division right now. Number three, lightweight star power for days. This division is just on fire right now. At the top, you have this incredible run that Charles Oliveira has been on. Nine straight victories, capping it off with a vacant title win against Michael Chandler, about he almost lost in the first round. Dustin Poirier is killing it, but for his loss to Habib in 2019. Gaethje, Alvarez, Holloway, Hooker, McGregor. The Diamond can absolutely beat anyone at 155 pounds. Of course, you have Justin Gaethje, an absolute axe murderer, 4-1 in his last five. There's not a fight you can count him out of in this division. He's about to have a blockbuster with Michael Chandler, new blood from Bellator. The guy is primed for another title fight should he win in dominant fashion in November, and he has the tools to beat anyone. Benil Dariush has been quietly kicking the shit out of everyone. Seven straight wins, he absolutely dominated Tony Ferguson. Islam Makachev, the guy nobody wants to fight. 20 and 1 now, he could be the next smashing machine. He takes on former champion Rafael Dos Anjos next. That's a great matchup. Tony Ferguson, Dan Hooker, and Conor McGregor have fallen on hard times, but that doesn't mean they can't bounce back. Gregor Gillespie had all the hype in the world before he was brutally KO'd by Kevin Lee, but he rebounded. He's 7-1 in the UFC, a national champion wrestler. All the dude does is fish and beat people up. Lightweight is so star-studded, in large part because of its last two champions, but what's keeping the division interesting is just how damn competitive it is at the moment. Number 2. Men's Bantamweight Haha, you thought I was gonna say featherweight. Surely 135 is the best division in the sport right now. Everyone's saying it on Twitter, so it must be true. Don't get me wrong, this division is stacked the fuck up. But we'll make our case for featherweight in a moment. Let's take a look at what we're working with here. Say what you will about the title reign of Aljamain Sterling, but the Yan fight aside, the champion has looked fantastic. His five-fight run gave him a well-deserved spot in that UFC 259 bout. He'll get his chance to redeem himself against Yan this October. Pyotr, of course, has looked unbelievable, but for the illegal knee. He's been tearing through the division. Seven wins, four finishes. TJ Dillashaw was just injected back into the top five. Maybe not the best choice of words there. The former champion is arguably the greatest bantamweight ever, and given his performance against Corey Sandhagen, he is clearly still a problem at the top of 135 pounds. Speaking of Sandhagen, who many felt won that close fight with TJ, besides the first round submission to Aljo, he too has been absolutely murdering, particularly his last two wins prior to the Dillashaw fight. Sandhagen easily fits into the title picture as well. Rob Font really started putting people on notice recently. I think he was being slept on because of his inactivity, but he's won four straight. We're going to find out very soon whether he fits into the title picture, but it looks like he does. Jose Aldo just had one of the best performances of his career at UFC 265, but the beatdown he took by Jan leaves it questionable whether he could recapture UFC gold. The same goes for the likes of Frankie Edgar and Dominic Cruz. Marlon Marais and Pedro Munoz have struggled as of late, but you still have guys on the come up in your top 15, like Marab Wheelie, who's won six in a row now. Bantamweight is incredibly top heavy, and that's what makes it so exciting. It feels like the title could change hands a dozen times over 
over the next few years. And its reputation as of late is certainly warranted. But so is number one, men's featherweight. The division is just a murderer's row. There is so much going on at 145 pounds right now. Alexander Volkanovsky is going to have to hold off some serious challengers if he wants to keep that gold. Obviously, Max Holloway. He's a legend. He's still looking like he's in his prime. That performance against Calvin Cater was godlike. The man could absolutely hold the title again. Brian Ortega, a recipient of one of those otherworldly beatings by Blessed. He's getting his second shot at gold, and with the exception of the fight with Max, he's looked fantastic. The man absolutely dismantled Korean Zombie. Yair Rodriguez feels like the division's future still. At 8-1, he's yet to have that win that clearly makes him the man in the division, but a scheduled bout with Max Holloway could very well do that. Korean Zombie still presents an interesting threat to anyone in the division at any given time. Calvin Cater has put together some impressive wins. He even had a fight of the night with Zabit Magomed Sheripov, who, while not listed, is of course another talent at 18-1. Many expect to be a potential future champion when he finally heals up. Arnold Allen is a strong prospect. 17-1, 8 straight wins in the UFC. He's only 27. Josh Josh Emmett has had an impressive three-fight run as of late. Dan Ige still shows promise despite recent losses. Giga Chikadze, another potential title challenger that often gets slept on because this division is so stacked. He's won six straight in the octagon. Bryce Mitchell is a camo-loving, twister-performing undefeated prospect with a recent win over Andre Feely. Movsar Ivlaev, also unbeaten. 15-0, five straight now in the UFC. The division is just ridiculous, and I've not even brought up the fact that if Henry Cejudo is to return, it's probably going to be in this division. Featherweight is as as good as it gets in the UFC right now from top to bottom. Huge shout out to Max Randall for editing this video together. Follow him on Twitter at Max underscore Randall. Thanks for watching. Please give us a like and subscribe. We've got three new videos or more for you every single week. Let us know what you thought of the video in the comments below. Follow On Point MMA on Twitter and have yourself a wonderful day.